Chagigat of Yudam at base shir number two. We are 20 lines from the bottom. The middle of the line says Me'ilois. The Mishnah told us that the laws of Me'ila, the misappropriation of Hektesh property, was something which is considered to be a mountain, a mountain hanging by a hair, meaning that the scriptural referencing is very, very minimal. Says the Gemara, Mechtav Ksivan. It's written in the Torah. How can you call it a mountain hanging by a hair? So now we're going to see in the Gemara different opinions that it must be that, you're right, Me'ila is mentioned in the Torah, but there are certain aspects and certain halachas of Me'ila which are nowhere to be found in the Torah. So, Rami we needed the statement of Chazal referring to Me'ila as a mountain hanging by a hair, for the Mishnah which is taught, this is talking about a case where a person, a balabas, he sends money in, uh, in the hand of his shaliach, his agent, to go and buy something, and he inadvertently gave him hektesh money. Now the Mishnah tells us that if the shliach does the right job, meaning he told him to buy X, and he goes and buys X, then the owner, the sender, is going to be uh, the one who's transgressed the prohibition of me'ila, of misappropriation. But But if the shliach does not do the correct job, meaning he goes and buys Y instead of X, then shliach mal, then the agent is going to be the one who uh, transgressed the prohibition of Me'ila. Now, in both cases, both the Balabas and the Shaliyah don't know that what they're spending is Hektesh. Says the Gemara, In the case where the Shaliyah does exactly what he was supposed to do, why is the, why is the sender the one who transgresses the Isra of Me'ila? The shliach was the one who did the iser. He was the one who handed over the money to the shopkeeper. So why is the sender back home, why is he the one who has to pay the penalty? Says the Gemara, This is what the Mishnah means, where it's mountains hanging by hairs. Meaning there's an aspect, this area of halacha within the law of Me'ila, that doesn't seem to make any logical sense. Therefore, it must have been only known as a tradition from Har Sinai. Omar Rava, Rava says, well, my kushi. He says, what's the problem? This isn't such a difficult halacha to understand. Because maybe me'ila is different. Because we learn a certain law, a gezerah shava, from the laws of truma. What are we learning from truma? Just as over there in Truma, that you can send a shliach, an agent, to separate your Truma for you. So, so to over here, your shliach is like you. And so, so therefore in Me'ila, even though, even though the, the sender was at home and he didn't do anything wrong, because he wasn't the one spending the money. It was the shliach who was spending the money. Nevertheless, because of the concept of shlichus, and here we're saying shluchoi shal adam kamoisoi, that the action of the shliach is actually considered to be like the action of the sender himself. So therefore, since the shliach transgressed, it's really the sender who transgressed. So according to that, there would be no need to refer to this halacha as a mountain hanging by a hair. Elo'ama Rava, rather, rather, Rava says that it's actually talking about a different halacha. The terminology of mountain hanging by a hair with regards to Me'ila is only necessary for this law. As it says in Abraisa, Nizkar Balabais, in the same case, but if 
five minutes after the Balabas sent the Shliach with this money, he remembers and he says, Oi, the money that I sent him is actually Hekdash. So he remembers, so we can assume that then he pulls himself out, so to speak, of this, uh, this whole purchasing story. So therefore, if he remembers, but the Shliach doesn't realize that he's got Hekdash, Shliach Mal, then the Shliach is the one who transgressed the prohibition of Me'ila. Says the Gemara, this isn't fair. Shliach Anya, the poor Shliach, Micah Ovid, what did he do? What did he do? The fact that the owner, even five minutes after the Shliach has left the house, the owner realizes, oh, this was Hekdash, so now that changes the whole story with the Shliach, even though nothing changed in the Shliach's mind, and now the Shliach's going to pay the penalty? This, as Rava, is what Chazal meant when they said it's a mountain hanging by a hair. It makes no logical sense. Therefore, it must be something that was given to us from Har Sinai. Omer of Ashi, Rav Ashi says, My Kushia, what's the difficulty here? It's not so difficult to understand. Maybe it's no different from the case of Amoitzi Maos Hektesh Luchulin. If somebody... Um, um, spends money, hektesh money, and uh, on, and he just goes and buys something with it, something uh, mundane, meaning he takes the money out of its kedusha. And in that case, in a regular case, even though he doesn't realize that the money that he's spending is hektesh, it's still, a, it's still, he still has to pay the penalty. So, so too over here, even though you're right, nothing changed in the mind of the shliach, it was all inadvertent. Nevertheless, that's the law, that he has to pay the penalty, even for inadvertent spending of hektish money. Elo Amar Ravashi, so Ravashi says that can't be the, the difficulty that Chazal referred to as a mountain hanging by a hair. Rather, Ravashi says, It must be coming along to teach this law. As it says in a Mishnah, If a person takes a stone, or a beam from Hekdesh, Harize Loimal, the simple act of taking it is not a prohibition of Meila. But Nosna but as soon as he gives it to his friend, Humal Vachaver Loimal. The guy who took it is Chaiv, he pays the penalty of Meila, and the, the person who received it is, uh, is, is not, uh, does not transgress. So Mikti Mishko Shakla Malihu Mali So the Gemara asks, he took it. What difference does it make whether he took it from the Hektesh or whether he gave it to his friend? Either way, he took it from Hektesh. So how come in one case he's not liable and in the second case he is liable? Says the Gemara, This doesn't make any sense. This must be the mountain hanging by the hair. The Gemara asks, Umaikusha, what's so difficult here? Dilma Kadishmul. Maybe it's simply understood. The way, that, the way that Shmuel understands it. The Omar Shmuel, because Shmuel tells us about that case, we're talking about the treasurer who has been given, has been entrusted with the, the stones and the beams of Hektesh. So in that case, if he's the person stealing it, since he's the treasurer and it's all by him to begin with, by, by him simply taking it, it doesn't really achieve anything in terms of me'ila. Because wherever it is, it's still in his property and he's been entrusted with it. So therefore, the simple act of taking it doesn't actually achieve me'ila. But 
the only time he'll be over on Meila is when he actually gives it to somebody else. And by that, he takes it out of his property and thereby taking it out of the property of Hekdesh and that will, um, then he'll be liable for Meila. Says the Gemara, Elami Sefer. Rather, it must be from the end of that Mishnah that we learn this, this weird law that's called, that referred to as a, a, a mountain hanging by a hair. If he takes these bricks from Hekdesh and he builds it into his house, he did not transgress the prohibition of Me'ilah. Until he lives underneath that brick for the amount of money that would be worth a Shavi Pruta, the amount of a Pruta's worth of benefit. Says the Gemara, since he built it into his house and he changed the stone, there, so that should be an act of taking it out of its previous ownership. Mali dar, umali loida. What difference does it make whether he lives under it or not? He's, he's cemented it into his house. How can that not be ma'ila? Says the Gemara. That must be the case of mountain hanging by a hair. Umay kusha, says the Gemara. No, what's the difficulty there? Maybe the, the case should be understood like Rav understands it. Because Rav says, it's where you didn't cement it and plaster it into your house. You just placed it on top of a little hole in your ceiling. So in that case, so therefore by placing it there, you didn't do any significant act to the brick to take it out of Hekdesh. So if he lives under it for the worth of a Shavi Pruta, then he'll be over on Meila. But if he doesn't live under it and he didn't get any benefit, loy. So therefore, that's a completely understandable case. Rather, we must say that this case of Harore Natulim Basaira is really like we set up above in the name of Rava. And that question that we asked on Rava's opinion, what's it like? That whenever somebody uh, sends Hektesh out and uses it to buy something non-holy, even if it was inadvertent, he's liable. So the case is, is Hossam, in the case that we mentioned, Hossam made a yada. sorry, in a regular case where somebody inadvertently spends hektesh, that's made a yada to ikazuzi de hektesh. He knew that he did have um, hektesh money. So iboy leli iyuni, he should have been more careful. We, we, we expect him to be a little bit more careful in which money he's spending. So that's why, even inadvertently, he'll be liable for me'ila. But but over here in the case of the shaliach, where the shliach didn't know that the money was, was, uh, was hektesh. Mi yada, he didn't know. Not only did he not know that the money was hektesh, he didn't even know that he could possibly have been handling hektesh. He didn't even know that the sender had hektesh to begin with. So therefore it's very illogical that the, the, the shliach should be liable for me'ila. And hainu natulin basaira. And that explains why Chazal referred to it as a mountain hanging by a hair. So just in summary, we had this case of me'ila misappropriation. We said that, that, uh, that it's a mountain hanging by a hair, meaning that it's Ill, seemingly illogical and we needed Moshe Rabbeinu to teach it to us from Harsinai. Otherwise, we wouldn't have understood it from the Psukim. The Gemara goes through. First of all, it says me'ila is written in the Torah. So then we said it must be talking about a certain area of me'ila, which is illogical. And we went through se- several cases and we ended up saying that it was the case where if a person sends a shliach to buy something and inadvertently he had in his hand hektesh money and then the sender realizes 
At that point, the shaliach will be over on Me'ila, and the Chiddush is, is, even though he didn't know it was Hektish, and even though he didn't even know that the sender had Hektish in his property, nevertheless, he's still liable for Me'ila, and that's the mountain hanging by the hair.